Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listen on YouTube, Rumble, and your favorite podcast directory. All right, so today is Friday, and it is a Realist Weekly Wrap-Up. This is a solo show. We don't have a one and a two-part episode. I know MJ's disappointed about that, but yeah, we did it. There, there are a shitload of articles out there that I don't think people are seeing because of the Trump indictment or Trump mugshot or just Trump. Yeah, there, there, there's even an article about aliens. What aliens? Well, that's how you said things happen: the Trump indictment, <laughs> aliens, then back to the Trump indictment. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole premise of the show that if you guys don't know is that we try to pull articles that you might not be seeing in the mainstream media. So that's why we have so many articles because if you watch mainstream media, they cover maybe two or three things. Well, it's also that. And uh, I have been talking to some people and they didn't even hear about the COVID mandate or uh, yeah, mandates um, coming this September. Coming down the pipeline. Yeah, which I don't think the only pipeline I, they went op- open. Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think uh, it's going to work out too well for them. But no, not at all. You know, they, they, they think they think they. And that's the problem with the Democrats. They think they can still play the same card over and over again. J- yeah. Just like the whole thing we talked. Perfect example is going into the black or um, low income communities. And I'm not just saying black people are low income. There's white people that live there, but dominantly they like doing this in the black communities or Hispanic communities because they like playing the race card and they like going into those communities and saying, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then four years go by and they didn't do anything. And then they go back into those same communities and say, Hey, you know, we need four more years because the Republicans or the independents or whoever was in the office last fuck things up so bad. Yeah. Every everybody sees your guys' game plan. So Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that that's exactly what's gonna happen with this COVID shit. It's we 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 all saw it. We all see what's gonna happen. Now how are we gonna react to it? Oh, but it's a new variant. It's <laughs> well, you know, you know, they they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't let us know that the COVID games were coming back. I didn't I didn't I didn't train for this. And so I won't be participating in the COVID games 23, 24. That's right. Um, you know, I wasn't reached out to and said, hey, you know what? We're pulling you for these events. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. They don't want you to be prepared. They don't want you to. They don't want these well, little leaks well, to come well, out. Well, if they, they want you to play the games, you know, you got you got to be prepared. Like, you know, you got to you got to start training with your mask on, you know. You got to start that. I mean, my training is just pretty much saying no or fuck you, but I, I say that a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to have to practice, you know, pulling up my phone, hitting record. That's going to be part of my training because I'm not wearing a mask anywhere. I'm not wearing a mask anywhere. I don't give a there, shit. There's, there, there is uh, no point in wearing a mask, and I got plenty of articles proving why you shouldn't be wearing a mask and why you shouldn't be getting the vaccine. Yep. And why your children shouldn't be getting the vaccine. Oh, but the children want safe. But then you have stupid people out there that have fucking 95 booster shots and they're like, you're the unsafe one. <laughs> okay, well, my, my face isn't falling off or, you know, my, my heart's not stopping, you know. Right, right. 
And how, how stupid are these Democrats in office that think everybody's just going to fall for this? I mean, yeah, there are some people because you definitely see the fucking stupid fuck still driving around with a mask and a face shield on. And they're the only one in the car and the windows are up. But they have all the fucking air blowing on them that's being sucked in from outside. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw a video. There was a, an older lady making an order. It looked like a Burger King. And a guy was holding one of his kids and his other kid was just kind of like right next to him. And she was like, you're ridiculous. You should be wearing a mask. And blah, blah. I hope, I hope your mother dies. <laughs> I was like, no, and that's what they said all the time is they wanted everybody to die. But then, you know, now that these people are out here dying. Well, they were, they were the, you know, sacrificing themselves for the betterment of science. That's what they'd say. But the <laughs> the whole point of it is right after right after that old lady said that the little girl ran outside crying and the and the the female that was recording it she was like you just made that little girl cry she was like yeah <laughs> like you fucking bitch well it doesn't matter you know when they're they're all uh they're all dying we're supposed to feel bad for them nope nope you guys were warned not to take the shit you took it. Oh, well. And now they're going to take the new one. And every, every other one after that, too. Yep. They're going to start glowing walking down the fucking street. Well, that, they, that, you didn't hear that? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was actually a thing. They, they, uh, in certain cities, they were putting... Um, remember when they were, they were trying to say the COVID vaccine? This, this might be a conspiracy theory. Hold on. <laughs> yeah go grab that i think we might need it ah uh, there we there we go there we go the- i don't want i don't want to start talking about anything without my tinfoil hat on <laughs> but um so what was going on is they were saying they were injecting something well not inject well it was being injected into you but they said there was something in the vaccine that would make your skin glow so in a lot of cities, they were changing the lights at night. So you know the the fucking road lights that hang out, you know, yeah. or over the sidewalk. They would change the they were changing those lights to like a certain type of black light that would show something. Oh, so shit. that's how they were gonna try to figure out track if track them. Yeah, yeah, well, not that they were gonna try to figure out if you were you were getting the vaccine. So if you didn't, they were like, Okay, let's follow this guy or this female and figure out where they live so we can go give them the vaccine. That's fucked. I mean, it might be a conspiracy theory or whatever, but I mean, wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. They're all coming true, so you know what the fuck. Yeah, what is it? Uh, what, what's the new statistic out there? Fucking uh, thirty seconds after the conspiracy theory <laughs> becomes a real thing. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> all right, let's get into these articles. All right. So my first one's from Fox News. Indiana Hospital notifies around 500 patients they may have, may have been exposed to tuberculosis. A hospital in Indiana where a staff member recently tested positive for tuberculosis has notified around 500 patients that they may have been exposed to the illness. Clark Memorial Health in Jeffersonville told Fox News Digital on Thursday that it sent out hundreds of letters to possibly affected following the confirmed case. Clark County Health Officer Eric Yazel told 
the News and Tribune that it was a significant exposure and special clinics were held in early August to test those who were notified. And then we've been contacting some individuals at the individual level and monitoring, he said to the newspaper. It doesn't look like that exposure is turning into a plot of positive tests, but that's definitely something we've been responding to from the health department side of things. He also reported, reportedly added that there have been no further pet, uh, positive tests. We're working closely with the Indiana Department of Health and Clark County Health Department and are following the appropriate, appropriate infectious disease protocols, which includes conducting, contacting, tracing, and to identify to, and test individuals who may have been potentially exposed, Clark Memorial Health said. Due to privacy laws, we are unable to provide additional information at this time. Fox News Digital has reached out to Clark County Health Department for further comment. And that is the end of the article. And uh, that's a little ridiculous that, you know, a hospital that's supposed to be the most sanitary place around now has potentially 500 patients out there exposed to tuberculosis. I'm not shocked by it because you got the, um, you got all this COVID shit coming out. Now you, that, I have seen uh, articles previous to this about tubercul tubercul <laughs> tubercul. <laughs> tuberculosis or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I have seen that, and now there's articles coming out pretty uh, steadily about malaria. So what what do they want? They want you to just stay in your fucking house. Yeah, they're trying to they're the scare tactics exactly. to keep you in your house. Exactly, exactly. So my first one is from the Epic Times. Murderer scheduled to be executed with unconventional method triggers death penalty debate. Yeah, what what I have to say in this debate is if he's if he's fucking been sentenced to die, what are you still doing here? Exactly. That might be grim for some people, but, you know, it's us taxpayers that are paying for them. It's fucking life. It is their life. But Alabama could become the first state to execute a prisoner by forcing him to breathe in pure nitrogen, a novel method that has never been used. I don't know why they need to keep coming up with different things. Just, Just fucking kill him. It's easy. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall's office asked Alabama Supreme Court in a court filing on August 25th to schedule the execution of Kenneth Eugene Smith, who was convicted and sentenced to death for the murder, murder for hire killing of preacher's wife, a preacher's wife in the 1980s. In the 1980s. <laughs> okay. Wow. Forty years ago, yeah. So the the guy, <laughs> um, it it is a travesty that Kenneth Smith has been able to avoid the death deaths his death sentence for nearly thirty five years after being convicted of the heinous murder for hire slaying of an innocent woman Elizabeth, uh, Senate. Mister Marshall said in the statement. That court filing to the state's uh, top court, uh, court also indicated that Alabama plans to execute Mr. Smith via nitrogen, uh, according to um, 
a news release from Attorney General's office. The method of execution is authorized in three states, including Alabama. Well, what are the other three states? You don't put that in the article? I got questions. <laughs> but it's never been tried before. So three states allow it, but Alabama is going to be the first one. While nitrogen makes up 78% of the air inhaled by people, and it's harmless when inhaled with oxygen, the execution method will force the inmate to breathe 100% nitrogen. The method would deprive the death row inmate of oxygen before they would then pass out within a minute before dying shortly after, shortly after that, some experts have said. So they're not even sure how this is going to go down. But whatever. Watch them just get high. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the way I see it is the, of the death penalty is probably like the fucking firing squad. You know, you know, you know, it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, it works. Like, so I don't know, like you said, I don't know why they keep coming out with new forms of execution to satisfy the people that are against executing prisoners. But, um, you know, we, we, we as a society have to go back to doing this because, you know, you have to be held accountable for your crimes and some crimes, you know, involve you losing your life as a sentence. Right. Yeah. So that's going to wrap that one up. If you do want to check it out, it's a little, little more lengthy. It's on the Epic Times. It's under Policies and Impacts, that department of their website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next one's from Fox News. Biden administration blocks off millions of acres of from oil, gas, leasing after settling with eco-groups. The Biden administration blocked off millions of acres of federal waters from an upcoming oil and gas lease sale as a result of its settlement with environmental groups over wildlife protections, the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management and an interior department sub agency tasked with managing offshore energy development published a final notice of, of sale for lease sale 261 late Wednesday, including 6 million fewer acres than it previously scheduled. The Gulf of Mexico lease sale is set to take place in late September and marks the final planned federal oil and gas sale. The biggest impact will be on the reduced acreage that is going to be offered in the lease sale. National Ocean Industries Ocean Association President Eric Melito told Fox News Digital in an interview ahead of the announcement. That is a massive amount of highly prospective acreage that could lead to energy production, especially when you consider that there are producing facilities in the, in the proximity of that acreage. Melito added that after the announcement that Bohm's decision to strip millions of acres from the sale and issue other restrictive conditions on companies poses a real barrier to America's energy production capabilities at a time when they're needed more than ever with inflation driving up the cost of everything for Americans, including gasoline at the pump. No, the reason it's higher is because they want to make more money. It has nothing to do with it. Because I actually saw a, a video from Russia where, you know, they do shit in liters, so you had to convert it over to dollars. It was $1.90 a gallon over there. Oh, wow. That's fucked. We're over here fucking paying... Three fifty four dollars four fifty. No, it's up. The national for, average is up to three eighty two. I just saw an well, article today. There you go. 
And that's for a regular. Never mind the people with premium diesel. <laughs> Diesel's got to be what, like five bucks a gallon? No, it's still four something. Overall, Bohm said it would offer. I don't, I, I don't, I, I should know that considering I'm at the diesel pump all the time, but yeah, but no, not my money. Exactly. You're, you're not paying. <laughs> Overall, Bohm said it would offer 12,395 blocks across approximately 67 million acres in multiple regions of the Gulf of Mexico, less than the 13,620 blocks across 73.4 million acres that it originally planned for. According to industry, the acreage stripped from the sale could potentially included potentially rich oil-rich tracks located in the middle of the lease area. And... This is a really long article, but it just goes to show that with all the air conditioner restrictions and all this other shit that they're, you know, that's coming down the fucking pipeline right now, they just want to restrict us, like we've said before, to staying in your house. Well, actually, um, I didn't watch the interview that Tucker did with uh, uh, Trump there. Yeah. And um, Trump came out and said that... Uh, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything on this, so, you know, hearing it uh, was uh, pretty shocking. But um, he said that they, they want to start going after or they are in the process of going after uh, heating systems in houses right now. And they want it to be replaced. And the heating system that they are going to be using costs like tens of thousands of dollars and doesn't do the job to heat the house. It's fucked. Yeah. That, that that's all they're doing is restricting all of us for, for literally no reason because they want to, because they're claiming the climate. Yeah. They want to turn it into the United States of communism. Yeah. The new China. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So that'll do it for that article. Okay. My next one's from Brybar. Uh, pedophile Biden defends globalism, blast Trump's 10% tariffs on all imports. Why are you defending globalism? Hmm. So, Pedophile Joe Biden is defending defending globalist free trade, blasting a plan by former Donald Trump that would set across the board 10% tariffs on all foreign imports to the United States. For decades, Washington, D.C. lawmakers have championed a free trade consensus despite the policy's proven record of gutting working and middle-class American communities by making it easier for uh, multinational corporations to outsource U.S. jobs to low-wage foreign countries and import their products back to the American market. Um, Trump, the frontrunner in the GOP presidential primary, proposed a plan this week that would see a 10% tariff slapped on all foreign imports to the U.S. in an effort to protect American workers as well as their jobs and wages. In response... Pedophile Biden's spokesman, Andrew Bates, told Politico that the president strongly opposed putting U.S. tariffs on foreign imports, claiming the policy would hurt hardworking families with higher prices and higher inflation. What? <laughs> higher inflation? You're, you're the one that brought the inflation up. That's because Trump gave me a, a shit show. No, you're the one that put through the Inflation Reduction Act, which, yeah, it was, it was bringing shit down, but people didn't understand that fucking while it was bringing shit down, it was raising taxes. And how is, uh, how is it going to hurt hardworking families with higher prices? 
We're dealing with higher prices on everything at the grocery store, the gas station, like you said, fucking, you know, just any store you walk into, everything is through the fucking roof. He is a moron. Yeah, he is. Combining a sweeping tariff tax on the middle class with more uh, trickle-down tax welfare for the rich special interests would strifle a com- uh, economic growth and fuel inflation, Bates said. You guys are morons. Tariffs, uh, though, are opposed by the likes of Business Roundtable Wall Street and the Chamber of Commerce, all of which represent the wealthiest executives and biggest corporations in the U.S. Likewise, there is no evidence that tariffs uh, raise inflation or prices on consumers. Analysts by Breibart News um, uh, has shown that tariffs do not raise prices on Americans. The latest research from the Economic Policy Institute notes that there is no connection between U.S. tariffs and current inflation. Oh, really? Wow. People couldn't put that together themselves? So anyways, um, this this article goes on a little further. If you want to go know a little more about how pedophile Biden is, again, lying to all the American people and trying to scare them... um, you can give this one a, a read. Right? Yes. Okay. Let's go and wrap that one up. All right. So I got a I got a twofer here. First one is from CNN Business. Maui government files lawsuit accuses Hawaiian electric company of causing Lahana wildfires. Maui County filed the lawsuit Thursday against Hawaiian Electric Company and its sub- subsidiaries alleging that the utility company's negligence caused the devastating wildfires that burned thousands of acres of land in the state and killed more than 100 people earlier this month. The lawsuit alleges that the electric company known as HECO inexcusably kept their power lines energized in early August, despite the fact that the National Weather Service issued a high wind watch and a fire warning. The warnings cautioned that strong winds could knock down power lines and ignite a fire that would spread quickly to, due to dry conditions, the lawsuit indicated. The fire was a direct and legal result of negligence, carelessness, and reckless, recklessness and or unlawfulness of HECO, the law, lawsuit states. Maui County is seeking damages from HECO that may total tens of or hundreds of millions of dollars, according to John Fisk, an attorney representing the country, the county in the lawsuit. Our primary focus in the wake of this unimaginable tragedy has been due to everything we can support, not just the people of Maui, but also Maui County. We are very disappointed that Maui County chose this litigious path while the investigation is still unfolding, a spokesperson from Hawaiian Electric told CNN in a statement. This is the first time an entity of the Hawaiian government has formally accused the utility company of playing a role in the deadliest fire, U.S. fire, in more than a century, HECO is also the subject of a proposed class, uh, class action lawsuit filed earlier this month that accuses the electric company of choosing not to de-energize their lines after they knew some poles in lines had fallen and were in contact with the vegetation or the ground. Jim Kelly, Hawaiian Electric's vice president, told CNN that Hawaiian Electric does not have a formal shutoff program in place and precautionary shutoffs have, been, have to be arranged with first responders. Electricity powers the pumps that provide the water for fight needed for fighting, he said. Wow. And this, this goes on and on. 
but I have. Is that, is that true? Because I'm pretty sure if you open up a fire hydrant. Water pressure pushes yeah. out the water. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they have some pump system over there, which would be fucking stupid. Because usually in any emergency, well, that's one of the first things you do is you cut the power. Yeah. But so from OAN, Maui Electric responds to county lawsuit. We didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maui Electric responded to loss to a lawsuit filed last week by Maui County against them and other electric companies that claim they were negligent leading up to the fires on Monday. Maui Electric revealed that downed power lines were the cause of a morning fire in Lahana on August 8th. However, the company continues to insist that they turned off the electricity before another fire started in the same region. Maui County claimed that the company ignored warnings of high winds and other potential fire warnings from other officials. Hawaiian Electric's President CEO Shili Kimura said in a statement that the lawsuit's assertions were factually and legally irresponsible. She continued to state that the company's research revealed that it responded quickly to both fires. The company issued a timeline of what it claimed occurred that day and stated that the supplied data to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, which is investigating the cause of the tragic wildfires. According to Maui Electric, high winds toppled a power line that caused a fire near Jesus Christ. Lahana Luda High School earlier that morning. <laughs> they stated the fire department fought the fire and that it was 100% contained by 9 a.m. Around this time, the utility claimed to have turned off the power. Maui said it dispatched emergency technicians to make repairs, but the power lines remained de-energized and the power stayed off. According to the Maui County complaint, the island's utilities failed to act and prepared for the National Weather Service issued red flag warning on August 7th that read, warm temperatures, very low humidity, and stronger winds are expected to combine to produce an increase of risk of fire danger. Wow. The lawsuit claimed that the down power lines allegedly ignited dry fuel, su- ignited dry fuel such as grass and brush, causing the fires. The cause of the fire has not been determined, and it is still under, under investigation. And that is the end of the article. So that is the that is the electric company's response to Maui. And that'll do it for those two. Okay. My next one's gonna be a few. I'll get right through them. Uh Newsmax is gonna be the first one. Uh Rep Waltz to Newsmax. House wants accountability for Af- Afghan withdrawal. Yes. That's pretty late. We, we, uh, we do need some accountability for that. Representative Michael Waltz, Republican from Florida, told Newsmax on Friday that the GOP-led House will continue to hold the Biden administration accountable for the failed withdrawal from Afghanistan and the suicide bombing that killed 13 U.S. service members at Cabal's airport in 2021. Saturday will mark the second anniversary of the bombing outside the Abbey Gate at um, Hamad uh, International Airport, where 13 service members were killed while working to evacuate American citizens and at-risk Afghans. Waltz appeared on Wake Up America and reminded the co-hosts Rob Rob uh, F- Fentery and Allison Maloney uh, that 
Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews testified it in March that he and two other service members spotted the suicide bomber from the tower at the airport's gate, but they weren't giving the okay by higher up, uh, higher ups to shoot him. Um, I, I get, you know, you're supposed to follow orders, but I mean, if it, if it's going to save people, I, I would have just taken the fucking, uh, whatever's going to be, uh, pushed down upon me, but yeah. you know, they made the, they made the call that they thought was right. Um, so our investigation in the house has uncovered, uncovered that the sniper at Abbey Yate had a suicide bomber in his sights and was denied permission, said Waltz. Uh, a member of House Foreign Affairs Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee. We're now going to call his commanding officer in, and we've also uncovered the fact that all of the uh, diplomats and cabal warned Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and warned the president that uh, what was going to happen, the chaos and the debacle that would ensue, and yet the senior diplomats were uh, ignored. Walt served 27 years in the Army and the National Guard and is a first Green Beret elected to Congress. He said it is disgusting that a U.S. sniper had uh, the suicide bomber in his sights and was not given permission to fire. That's absolutely right. He had him in his sights. He was reportedly denied permission. Waltz told Fennery and Maloney, the next thing to, we know, the suicide bomber set off his vest and the sniper lit. Um, lived but he now is missing both legs and an arm and almost uh and lost his battle buddy next to him it is disgusting and heartbreaking and damn it we're going to get accountability one way or another good definitely so that 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 article goes on a little more so you can check that out at newsmax um next one's from Breibart. Uh, Afghanistan gold star parent Biden ignored his advisors for politics now wants to blame Trump. <laughs> it's all Trump's fault. So on Friday's broadcast of the, of Fox news channels, the story, Mike, uh, Mark Schmitz, uh, whose son Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz was killed in cabal airport attack in 2021 blasted pedophile Joe Biden for his handling and withdrawal from Afghanistan by um, stating stating that the advisors were telling Biden not to do what he was going to do. He flat out ignored it simply for, I believe that September 11th uh, original date that he wanted to have the, uh, the deadline moved up to the 31st. Then turns around and has his um, the audacity to blame Trump for everything. Schmidt said there were so many incredible mistakes made during the entire situation, starting with Bagram. Uh, the fact uh, that I sat there and I listened to pedophile Biden boast about this being a success. The only thing he said Right there was the bravery of our men and women that were over there. And they were tasked with something completely impossible. The advisors were telling pedophile Biden not to do what he was uh, going to do. And he flat out ignored it simply, you know, for political reasons. So 
that's going to wrap that one up. It's a pissed off father. I don't blame him. I still think um, we need some sort of accountability held as well. I think it's bullshit that, um, you know, nothing's been done about this. Yeah. It's been far too long. Yeah. So the other two articles I have uh, go along with the last one. Uh, you can check it out at Epic Times. It's, uh, again, with uh, the same father. He's um, he's trying to get accountability for his son and the fallen soldiers or Marines um, that were there. And that one's on Epic Times. Or you could check out, if you don't believe Epic Times, you can check out the conservative brief. They also have another article uh, along the same lines. So I'm not going to go over them because it's just going to be me repeating myself. But um, I do believe that we need some accountability. And I think the only way that's going to happen is if uh, Mr. Trump gets in. Yeah, absolutely. He's going he's gonna to fucking clean up house. Yeah. Which you have an article about uh, later on in the show. Oh, yeah, that's, com- that's, that's coming. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just pretty sad, you know, um, that uh, the men and women over there, you know, uh, were trying to get out Americans and at-risk Afghans out of the country um, in, in, in this impossible time frame. And then this dipshit, you know... I'm talking about pedophile Biden wants to say it's a huge success. And then while these, these men and women are coming over in their coffins, this stupid, this stupid ass is checking his watch, falling asleep, uh, too busy talking to the parents that just lost their child about how he lost his child, Bo, who wasn't even, he was in the military, but he didn't lose his life over in, in, uh, overseas. Right. So again, lying to the American people. Yeah. The dude's a piece of shit. He really is. He really is. And I'm not too religious, but one one day he's going to have to answer for all his shit. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, my next one's from Newsmax. Biden's food stamp growth linked to 15% increase in grocery prices. The Biden administration pushed to increase food stamp benefits is responsible for at least a 15% rise in grocery store prices. A new government watchdog report says the Department of Agriculture in 2021 announced the revised nutritional uh, standards for the uh, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, which provides benefits that help people in low-income households to purchase food. The maximum SNAP benefits is determined by the number of people in the household and the cost of the thrifty food plan. A basket of food identified by the Department of Agriculture as providing a nutritious diet for a group that size. Biden's DOA bypassed Congress and expanded the program by 27% on average, the largest permanent increase in the program's history. The Foundation for Government Accountability found. Look at that. She's three-letter agencies just keep popping up everywhere that resulted in overall spending on the program to more than double between 2019 at 4.5 billion dollars of these people fucking hanging on our tax money but anyway um in 2022 
which was $11 billion, according to FGA study released Thursday. Food prices on average are expected to increase 5.8% over 2023, according to the DOA's website. Here's another one. The Congre- uh, Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, <laughs> says the expansion is projected to cost taxpayers more than $1 trillion over the next decade because these motherfuckers can't get off their fucking ass and fucking support themselves. All right, I added that part in there, but it's fucking ridiculous. A trillion dollars because these people want to sit on their fat asses and not fucking work, run the system, pop out kids all the fucking time. So they can stay on the on on fucking benefits, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, because the increased spending on food stamps, you know, has- we we understand if you're on that and you're using it to get out of the situation you're in, because maybe there was a breakup or you know something happened to your home or something like that, like or you know, you know, like not only a breakup but a divorce or something, and you need that assistance. We totally yes. understand that. Yes. But if you're using that assistance with the goal to get off that, great. Use the assistance. That's what it's there for. You the don't assistance, make, exactly. You don't make a fucking career out of it. No. No, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, 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 would the, it would be maybe a quarter of what they're spending right now would be for assistance. I grew up on Section 8, and... Uh, obviously, you know, females didn't have a, uh, the best time out there in the job market back then. Uh, there's a lot more opportunities now, but at a certain point she did actually get out there, got a, got a entry level job, Mm -hmm. worked her way up to being a manager of a store. And so that way there got, you know, that's, that's the way you do it. You use it to, and for that interim period where you can't provide for yourself or your family, like you said, you don't make a fucking career out of it. And these politicians just fucking keep throwing it out for votes. Keep, keep assisting them. Yeah. The USDA cooked their books to hike food stamp benefits by 27%, the largest permanent increase in program history. And they bypassed Congress to do it. Jonathan Ingram, vice president of policy and research at the foundation for government accountability told the Fox news, uh, Data show the uh, data show the Biden administration overreach led to massive spikes in grocery prices, feeding inflation, not stopping hunger. World Bank retailer scanner data scanner data after the recession of 2008 found food prices go up one percent for each 12 and a half percent hike in per capita food stamp spending. The CBO said the Labor Department showed that ma- uh, margarine and eggs increased in. Price by more than 50% between December 2019 and March 2023. Frozen vegetables rose 36%. And it's just fucking, it's ridiculous. That's the end of the article, but you know what? If you know somebody that's just riding the fucking system and you're friends with them, you're part of the fucking problem. Because you should be influencing them to get off of it. And if they don't, then to me, they're a piece of shit and I would fucking, I wouldn't talk to them anymore. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Okay, my next one, we're going to get into um, the war that's not going on. Um, meaning World War Three. What? So I got a, I got a few. I'm going to I'm going to probably get through three, uh, three or four of them and then uh, hand it off to MJ to fucking, I don't know, do something. And then um, I'll pull when it's when it comes back to me, I'll finish up the, the remainder of them. 
So the first one is from the Epic Times, okay? Against China, Russia, and North Korea, Japan is re, is uh, redoubling its defenses. Why? There's nothing going on. No, no. Pedophile Joe Biden has uh, succeeded in corralling Japan and South Korea, two countries with a long history of frosty relations. Frosty. To say the least. And a quasi-alliance with the United States. Um, The the coalition of the uh, the three countries is by no means an Asian NATO. But it sends the strong message of Western United unity in the Pacific to Beijing and Moscow. So let's just escalate things a little more. Sure. The agreement covers enhanced cooperation on missile defense and other defense technologies, annual um, military exercises, and commitment to consult on security issues affecting all three nations. Last time I checked... Japan can't really do anything. I thought I thought we're their navy. I don't know. Well, I, I know after World War II, Japan wasn't really allowed to do anything, and Germany wasn't. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe 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 they got a boat or two now. Maybe <laughs> um, more more than that. However, it is a sign that Japan is taking seriously its pledge to up. It's game when it comes to the national defense. For decades, Tokyo limited its military spending to 1% of the GDP, which meant defense cuts during the first decade of the 21st century as the economy failed. At the same time, Tokyo was much more tolerant of the Chinese regime's bad behavior. um, Japan's 2010 defense white paper noted merely that China's regional military activities were a concern for the region. Today, the mood in Tokyo is much darker due to the twin threats from Russia and China. As Japan's 2023 defense white paper put it, Russia's aggression against Ukraine is an unprecedented situation. A permanent member um, of the United Nations Security Council has shown disregard for international law by launching an aggression against a sovereign country. Uh, Moreover, Tokyo continues to raise the alarm about China. The new white paper argues that Beijing is rapidly enhancing its military capability, um, including nuclear and missile forces, while continuing to amplify amplify and change to the status quo by force in the East and South Seas. Um, So this article is going to go on a little more about how things are escalating over in the Asian waters still, okay? So, but there's nothing going on. There's nothing to worry about. Well, if you think that's so, let's bring this over to Newsmax. U.S. Navy official, Chinese aggressive behavior must be challenged. Wow. Wow. How are you going to do that if you're sending all your shit to Ukraine? Well, we can't send our boats to Ukraine. Well, they probably will. They'll, they'll probably try to be like, there's some ponds over there. There's some fucking lakes over there. China's aggressive behavior in the South Sea, including including the use of a water cannon by the Coast Guard against Philippine vessel, must be challenged and checked, 
The commander of the U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet said Sunday, Vice Admiral Carl Thomas assured the Philippines of U.S. backing in the face of shared challenges in the region, saying, my forces are out here for a reason. The largest of the U.S. Navy's four deployed fleets, the 7th Fleet, headquartered in Japan, operates as many as 70 ships, has around 150 aircraft, and more than 27,000 sailors. It operates over an area of 124 million square kilometers or 48 uh, million square miles from bases in Japan, South Korea, and Singapore. You have to challenge people, I would say, operating in a gray zone. When they're taking a little bit more and pushing you, you've got to push back. You've got, you have to sail and operate, Thomas told uh, told rudders. Uh, yeah, Rudders. They're really no uh, no better example of aggressive behavior than the act activity on the fifth of August. And uh, he added, on August fifth, a Chinese Coast Guard used a uh, water cannon against the Philippine boat uh, carrying supplies or troops aboard the warship um, uh, Manalia, intentionally grounded. Um, in the South China Sea, a fault line in rivalry between U.S. and Beijing in the region. So this one goes on a little more talking about, um, you know, China has built military, uh, mil- built military uh, stuff on, um, you know, islands in the South, South China Sea. And it's, uh, it overlaps with economic zones you know, of the Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Indonesia. So, you know, now now they're t- trying to take control of these uh, shipping lanes, sounds like. So, if you want to check that out, that's on Newsmax. Now, I'm going to talk about everybody's little buddy. North Korea's Kim Jong-un blasts U.S. and warns of nuclear war risk. Oh, really? Mm. You know, just because nobody was talking about you. (laughs) North Korean ruler Kim Jong-un has accused the U.S. of making the waters surrounding the peninsula unstable with its joint exercises with South Korea, increasing the risk of nuclear war. In a speech to mark North Korea's Navy Day, Kim said that the reckless confrontational moves of the U.S. and and other hostile forces turned the waters around the Korean Peninsula into the world's biggest war hardware um, concentration spot, the most unstable waters with danger of nuclear war, as reported by state-controlled media on Tuesday. Kim also decried a recent announcement by the gang bosses of the United States, Japan, and South Korea of regular joint military exercises. The North Korean ruler said the situation requires his country's naval force to be strengthened and prepared to break the enemy's will of war and contingency. So, you know, that's going to go on a little. Talks about North Korea continues to uh, test cruise missiles and you know shit like that um but you know they want it they want to say nothing's going on but i mean you keep hearing uh a lot of the same countries being brought up over there 
North Korea, South Korea, Japan, um, fucking the United States. You have uh, shit. The list goes on. If you want to know the list, you can listen to last week's realist weekly wrap up. It was probably like almost 15 countries. Yeah, it was a shitload. It's not just over in the, the Asian waters. It's also um, across the world. Yeah, because we are coming into World War Three. So um, that's going to not wrap it up, but that we'll take a little break from the war that's not going on and um, hand it over to MJ. All right. So my next one is from the Epic Times. Most Americans over 50 are worried Social Security will run dry in their lifetime. Oh, wow. That's a real issue. I mean, been saying it for a while, but. With the issue of Social Security expected to be a big issue in the 2024 presidential election, a new survey shows that the vast majority of Americans age 50 and over are worried that Social Security will run out of money within their lifetime. Ten years ago, 66% of adults above the age of 50 worried that Social Security would run dry within their lifetime, according to Nationwide Retirement Institute, which has been polling Americans annually about their perceptions of and concerns about the Social Security system. Today, that figure is significantly higher with a whopping 75% saying they are concerned that Social Security will run out of funds within their lifetime, according to the latest 2023 edition of the survey. The increased worry about the state of Social Security fund is eclipsed by the growth in the share of adults age 50 and above who say they have no source of retirement income aside from Social Security, which is pretty sad. I actually saw a video... um, and they were they were talking about people on social security, so collecting that social security check every month, and uh, pull uh, opposite of that, the immigrants that come in to this country illegally, who have never worked in this country legally, who have never participated in funding that social security system or any kind of any anything, that the the immigrants that come in, the illegal illegal immigrants that come in. They get $2,200 a month, every month, for just walking through an imaginary line and coming into the United States. That's fucked. Because the people that are on Social Security that have worked 40, 50 fucking years, sometimes more, they get $1,400 on average a month. That's it. That's, it's, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. Just over one in five or 21% said they have, they all had to account for more retirement uh, on for, no, I'm sorry. 21% said they have to count on for retirement in Social Security up sharply from 13% in 2014, 10 years ago. 48% of Americans had a pension in addition to Social Security. In 2023, that number dwindled to just 31%. And uh, this is a, Pretty long article, so if you want to go and check that out, uh, I would encourage you to educate it because it is all of our future. And uh, basically, we're going to be working until the day we die, in my eyes. Yeah. By the time I get to retirement, there's going to be nothing there. Well, that's what happens when you're a spring chicken. Well, I'm not that young. (laughs) I mean, to a 60-year-old like you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I look pretty damn good for 60, though. There you go, giving yourself another pat on the back. Like I said before, somebody does too. Nobody does. 
All right, we'll bring it back into the war that's not going on. Will the fight for the South China Sea be the flashpoint that starts World War III? This is from Popular Mechanics. Um, the story by Kyle, you're a fucking idiot. We're already in World War III. Um, the South China Sea, famous for its commerce, abundant fishing grounds, and massive reservoirs of oil and natural gas is known as something else entirely a chessboard for the struggle between the United States and China. China's military expansion into the sea is taking place at an expansive, uh, expensive uh, expand, expense of regional neighbors whose competing territorial claims are being ignored into this volatile mix comes the U.S., which is supporting longstanding allies and international rules in the law. The South China Sea is tricky to uh, to define uh, by location. The sea is off the coast of Vietnam, but it's also off the coast of China, the Philippines, Burmese, um, Malaysia, and Taiwan. That's the defining geographic um, feature of the sea that is uh, bordered, is shared by so many countries, and it's also a problem. Various parts of the sea claimed by all six countries, many which also claim the inslets, shoals, and reefs prepping the region. Um, the two main inlets uh, groups are the Spartley Islands and the eastern grouping nearest the Philippines and Malaysia and uh, uh, Brunei. The, the Parcel Islands northwest of the Spart... Um, Spartleys is closer to Vietnam, China, and Taiwan. In the recent years, none of the countries pushed their territorial claims in the South China Sea. This is until China decided to. Unlike most countries in the region, which typically claim just a corner of the 1.3 million square mile sea, China claims 90% of it and is pushed its neighbors out into much more aggressive uh, much more aggressive way than other countries have uh, the other countries have in decades. So this one's just talking about, um, you know, how China is, uh, you know, try, trying to take over the South China Sea from these other countries in uh, the U S is uh, not going to let that happen. So another, another uh, conflict in the Asian waters that's, um, could explain the start of world war three my opinion mj's opinion we're already in it yep and if you you can't put that together then i don't know what the fuck to tell you um south korea u.s and japan hold missile defense drills after north korea's botched rocket launch uh-oh oh man little guy the little guys out there trying to test those rockets and they're not working <laughs> what the fuck can somebody <laughs> help him Little guy's testing his rocket. <laughs> he can't reach it. South Korea, the United States, and Japan staged a um, missile defense exercise in international waters south of the Korean Peninsula on Tuesday in response to North Korea's um, space rocket launch last week, officials said. The exercise took place south of the southern island of... Uh, Jeju after 
uh, attempt to launch its uh, rocket carrying a claim, um, what is claimed to be military uh, reconnaissance satellite was uh, unsuccessful last Thursday. It's second failure this year. Oh, man. He's tried it twice. Can't get it up. I know. So anyways, if you want to go on and read that article, it's talking about um, the little guy's uh, botched attempts at trying to rock, uh, launch his rocket. And, um, you know, South Korea, U.S., and Japan doing military defense drills near the um, near Korea. So, you know, we're not in World War Three though. No. And now... U.S. given okay to enforce maritime law around Palu. Palu. The United States signed a new agreement with Palu that it gives American ships uh, the authorization to um, unle- uh, uh, authorization to enforce maritime regulations in the tiny Pacific island nation's exclusive economic zone. The U.S. Coast Guard said Tuesday, the agreement comes as U.S. and China are seeking to expand their influence in the Pacific and follows pleas from Palu's president for Washington's uh, help to deter Beijing's unwanted uh, activities in the coastal waters. And the agreement concluded a week ago, U.S. Coast Guard ships can enforce regulations inside Palu's exclusive economic zone on behalf of the nation's on behalf of the nation without Palunian officer present, the Coast Guard said in the statement. So if you want to go on and read this one, this one's just saying that now the United States has authorization to protect another uh, neighbor to China in the in the South China Sea or the Asian waters over there. So I, I don't know what people are not seeing. Or how they're not putting this together. We are in World War Three. It's not going to look the same way as World War Two. It's not going to look like World War One. We are decades away from that. Those wars. Things are going to look a lot differently. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, my next article, if it'll load up, is from MSN. Former... CIA officer claims existence of non-human intelligence living on Earth. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the little picture they use is a little green guy, big big eyes, just like, creeped around the tree. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> we come in peace. Jim Semivan, a former Central Intelligence Agency Officer has made startling revelations about non-human entities cohabiting with humans on Earth. According to a report on the US, uh, by the U.S. Sun on Sunday, Semivan, in a recent interview, disclosed his belief in the existence of, of a different reality that sounds to us to which we are oblivious. Well, if you watched Men in Black, you would know all about this because they've been living here for decades. <laughs> uh, Jim... Uh, Jim Semivan, who had a 25-year stint as a CIA agent, is also the co-founder of To The Stars Academy, a a company that investigates various topics related to aliens. During his appearance on the Calling All Beings podcast with Brian Keating, he stated, stated, there's some kind of non-human intelligence that's living with us on this planet. 
Oh, he's pretty passionate. He also shared his personal experience with of an alien encounter in the 90s where he witnessed aliens in his bedroom. One with, <laughs> with one resembling the Dementors in the Harry Potter series. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must have taken, taken fucking acid mushrooms. Like he was probably seeing this shit in his bedroom because he was tripping off his balls. Um, on the subject of unidentified aerial phenomena, phenomena or UAPs, because they didn't, they don't use UFOs anymore. They need to reinvent it. Some of them expressed the need for extensive research stating we have zero answers to numerous questions about them. I don't think we have an option to investigate this. He concluded. And, uh, that is going to do it for that article. They're trying to tell everybody that uh, aliens are out there because, you know, there's all this other shit they're trying to hide. They don't need to try to hide aliens anymore. But, you know, it's coming out like articles like this and people are like, yeah, whatever. Well, see, the thing is, the reason why people are like, yeah, whatever, there's no evidence. Well, it's not only. We have not seen anything. Yeah, but they just have these people saying, yeah, they're here. Yeah, but it's not it's not only that. It's there's so much other corruption going on that they're trying to hide. Like yeah. the Biden shit. Yep. Uh his whole family. Um the Trump indictment bullshit. The Epstein list. Um Oh yeah, the, where's that? That that yeah. floated off the aliens yeah, took yeah, it. I yeah, think yeah, that's what yeah. it is. So <laughs> all right. So uh my next article or articles is gonna be from New York. And yeah, we're gonna hear from Eric Adams. Kathy Hochul, and you know, I I even sprinkled in a, a few other things on that uh, on the New York Sunday. Um, so we'll start it out with Epic Times: the New York State Police ammunition background check system will be online September thirteenth. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't even know why anybody lives in this state. But, yeah, I don't know but, but by the end of this little segment, you're going to be questioning that even more. Um, New York State Police say a system to perform background checks for ammunition purchase will be in place by September 13th, 2023. The process is, develop, is being developed and will be finalized and posted prior to going live on September 13th, 2023. An August 25th email from New York State Police um, Public Information Office reads, the New York State Police will be the point of contact for background checks for all firearm purchases and will handle background checks for ammunition purchases beginning September 13, 2023, under New York Executive Law 228 passed in 2022. This means that in New York, only federal firearm license FFL dealers will be able to sell ammunition and background check will be required with each purchase. <clears throat> so every time you go in and buy a box of 25 to 50 rounds, depending on what you're getting, and even like like with uh, shotgun shells, sometimes it's five rounds. Right. So if you're only going in there, grab much, I don't know why you grab the five, but every time you go in there, you're getting a background check. Then, there, then you're going to be put on some watch list because you're buying all this ammo. Um, Governor Kathy Hochul's office did not return calls or emails from Epic Times seeking a comment. Of course she didn't. (laughs) Why would she? I know. She's got more important shit going on with the immigration shit, uh, arguing with Eric Adams. According to the New York State Police email, state police will charge a fee for each background check. 
Really? Firearm purchase checks will cost $9 and ammunition checks will cost $250. The payments will be transferred to the state um, to the state who uh, control, uh, comptroller uh, who will put them in a fund to cover the expenses of back, for the background check system. The fees will be assessed um, per purchase with no limit on the amount of type of ammunition, email reads. Federal law requires background checks for gun purchases. However, the law restricts using national uh, instant criminal background check systems to a proposed firearm transfer as required by the Brady Act. FFL dealers are prohibited from using the um, uh, NICS for anything else. According to the New York State Police, this will be an issue. Background checks are required by New York State law. The email reads. Um, so, you know, th- this one does go on a little. So if you are from New York or you have family in New York or friends in New York, you might want to send this one out to them if they are uh, one of the very few that own a firearm in that state because it is next to impossible to get one from what I hear. Um, but that one goes on. It's from the Epic Times. And like I said, if you got family, friends, or you live there, check that out if you're a firearm owner. But now we're going to bring it over to Randall Island's uh, migrant shelter to cost New York taxpayers $20 million a month or 10000 every single migrant, sources say. This one's from the New York Post. So they're right there. You know, they're in the state. <laughs> Fucking morons. Um New York, New York taxpayers will dole out $20 million a month to house migrants on Randall's Island, according to the state source, or $10,000 per asylum seeker if the site fills all of its 2,000 beds. The makeshift facility off Manhattan is one of the four migrant housing sites fully funded by the state as a part of desperate effort to keep up with the flood of migrants who have, have New York City at its break, have New York City at its breaking point. A well-placed source with the state told the Post over the weekend that the state is providing twenty million a month to run Randall Center. New York City uh, Mayor Eric Adams announced last week that the migrant church in the Big Apple is expected to cost an overall whopping twelve billion for the next three years. Where are they getting all this money? Nobody lives uh-huh. there. <laughs> oh, wait, I'll explain. Uh-huh. I, I, I do. I do have an article that's going to explain this. Very good. We are past our breaking point, Adam said during the city hall briefing Wednesday um, with more than 57,300 individuals currently in our care on an average night. That's it. <laughs> How many, how many migrants is Texas dealing with or Arizona or California? Well, fuck California. They're not part of the United States. Um, it, it amounts to <laughs> 9.8 million a day, almost 300 million uh, a month, and nearly 3.6 billion a year. Oh, actually, I saw a funny, a funny thing online. Um, California's greatest export is its citizens. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. Um, 
About 100,000 men, women, and children seeking asylum have arrived in New York City since the spring of 2022, with more than 57,000 currently staying in 198 emergency shelters in the five boroughs. Um, The unprecedented influx has spilled out onto the streets of Manhattan, where where scores of migrants were forced two weeks ago to sleep outside the Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown, which is set up a processing center. Um, uh, Set up a processing center. Wow. Process. Process them out of the country. The fuck's going on here? Fucking New York Post needs to fucking fix their website. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but move to, uh, but the move to put migrant men on some of Randall Island soccer fields has um, incensed a local sports community, including uh, including even one Adams' own commissioner uh, commissions who spoke against it. Um, so basically, it's just wrapping up the article that. Uh, you New Yorkers are going to be paying for all these migrants. And it, like, that's if there's anybody even there. So this next one's from Newsmax. New York City Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul's migrant policy. Wrong. Wrong. It's wrong. The battle between Democrat New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul. Man, they, 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 this right here just proves how Democrats are. They want total control. They can't even get along with each other. Right. It continued on Tuesday. Adams uh, rebuked Hochul's call for the sanctuary city to stop moving its illegal migrants out of the city to other places of the state. I think the governor's wrong, Adams said Tuesday at a New York uh, law school in center of New York City law political reported. She's the governor of the New York. New York City is in that state. Every county in this state should be part of this. Hmm. Hmm. Really? That's interesting. Why? They're, the rest of the state's not a, it's not a sanctuary state. Um, upstate New Yorkers have pressed Hochul to help curb the busing of illegal migrants out of the city. And she has urged New York City to keep, keep the house, to keep and house their illegals instead of passing them off to other counties in the state. Adams had called on Hochul to stop um, communities from blocking the transportation of migrants to their uh, localities, and uh, Hochul added that New York City's right to shelter mandate is limited to the city. This is an agreement that does not apply to the state's other 57 counties, which is one of the reasons we cannot and will not force other parts of the state to shelter migrants, nor are we going to be asking these migrants to move to other parts of the state against their will, Hochul said last week, according to Political. Um, The fallout uh, has come between Sanctuary City, State, and National Democrats, as Adams has been exposed to the reality that his city cannot accommodate what has become more than 100,000 illegal migrants. This is a real leadership moment, Adam said, of Hochul and all those counties. We are the economic engine of the state. New York goes down. The entire state goes down. The entire, the entire state is already down. Where have you been, Mr. Adams? Right. 
But anyways, that that's gonna wrap up uh, this one. You know, so now now you got the the two uh, big powers in New York arguing with each other, and they're on the same side. So um, now, remember I said I I had I had the answer that they you know they're they're thinking about. Yeah, Democratic corporate alliance, big banks, BlackRock, Pfizer, back Hochul, Hochul's plan. To have Americans bail out New York for illegal immigration. Jesus Christ. Fucking bailing them out. We be shipping them out. I know. The nation's biggest bank on Wall Street, investment firms, and pharmaceutical companies are among a number of uh, multinational corporations throwing their support behind um, a plan from New York Governor Kathy Hochul that would uh, have American taxpayers bail out a sanctuary state for illegal immigration influx. As Breitbart News reported, Hochul unveiled the bailout this week, promising to lobby pedophile Joe Biden for millions, potentially billions. Where's he going to get that money, Kathy? He's giving it to Ukraine. <laughs> do, do you guys not follow any of this shit? You guys are on the same side. <laughs> no, they, they'll agree on something, and then they'll forget about it, and then they'll be like, shit, I got to fucking do this. Oh, man. Shouldn't have sent that money to Ukraine. I need it. In America, taxpayer money in in American taxpayer money that would ensure or ensure border crossers and illegal aliens in New York secure jobs, health care, services, housing vouchers, and free public transit. Free. Kathy, yeah, you're not getting anything from the taxpayers. It's all going to Ukraine. We're in the middle of a fucking war right now. Nobody gives a shit about your state. Yeah, come on. You you created the problem with your buddy Eric Adams. Everybody's fleeing your state and you act like you still got residents in there that are that are legal Americans. I mean, you probably do. There's probably a few there, but I mean, I don't know why you guys are not leaving. I understand the housing market, the prices are going up, but you might as well get out now before they get too high. Yeah. And before, you know, uh the the dictator that you got as a governor fucking starts doing even more stupid shit. Oh, wow. It is the it is past time for pedophile Biden to take action and provide New York with the aid needed to continue managing this ongoing crisis. Hochul said in address. You you created that the uh, crisis. You could easily ship them back. Hochul's bailout plan is now receiving praise from corporate lobby and a number of Democratic donors. Oh, really? So this one's just going to go on explaining how. You got BlackRock um, backing this. Um, uh, actually, I got a list right here of everybody that looks like they're going to be backing this. Executives who signed the letter to represent corporations um, is Pfizer, Paramount, J.P. Morgan, Chase, BlackRock, WNBA, Citibank, Macy's, Ally Group, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, Etsy, Goldman Sachs, um, Maverick Capital, McGraw Hill, uh, the Georgetown Company, MetLife, IBM, uh, list goes on, and uh, they they uh, they they want they want immediate action for this. Immediate. Well, fuck all those companies too. You know, how about you take care of the American people? Exactly. Not the illegals. Okay, so this one's from Newsmax Rep. 
Mala, whatever her last name is, urges Staten Island secede over migrants. Um, the uh, Republican representative from New York earlier in uh, this week called for Staten Island to secede from New York City over the way Mayor Eric Adams is handling the migrant crisis. What we're simply asking is for common sense, she said Monday during the, a protest at a migrant shelter opening at a former Catholic school on the island, reports Fox News. We want the mayor to end this. Stop doing what we're doing and listen. Secure the damn border. We do not, we do not have a border. We do not have a nation. Um, if you're not going to do your job, mayor, then let Staten Island secede. The protest was uh, one of the series across Staten Island uh, over proposed shelters and asylum centers. Uh, she, uh, the re uh, representative whose district includes Staten Island, told Fox News that the push for Staten Island to break away from the other four boroughs has been an ongoing thing for decades. We didn't vote for these policies, she said. We should not be subjected to your policies. We're going to keep on turning out. Let Staten Island secede. Uh, elected leaders filed a lawsuit against the city over the shelter at the former St. John Villa by, but migrants are still allowed to stay there. The city brought, <clears throat> oh, the city bought the property in 2018 after the school closed. The city currently taking in, uh, taking care of nearly 60,000 migrants. So it's getting so bad in New York City that now you have one of the boroughs wanting to secede from the city and be its own thing. Yeah, its own entity. Yeah. So yeah, that that, is... that that's how good it is. But if you didn't if you didn't uh, catch this one, this is the last one. We're not really going to dive into it, but um, it's just I find it funny. This one's from Newsmax Finance, Hollywood on the Hudson, coming to New York City. <laughs> really. <laughs> So Blackstone and um, uh, Vornado Real Realty uh, Trust are joining forces to build a 356,000 square foot film production studio on the Hudson River in Manhattan. So the only reason I'm bringing this to uh, everybody is because New York, you, you're not enough like California yet. You don't have enough fucking... Crime in the state, illegals in the state, people fleeing the state, uh, very little U.S. citizens in the state, fucking making stupid mandates in your state, uh, gun laws in your state that are, make no sense. You're like, hey, you know what? We, we need to put a Hollywood here because you know what? If we have another Hollywood, we have a Hollywood on the East Coast, people are going to start listening because everybody listens to Hollywood. Exactly. No, the fuck they don't. Everybody does. I don't even think anybody watches anything from Hollywood. Not unless it's already I, been put I, out there. Yeah, and I, I think it's stupid that, you know, you got these news agencies still reporting on fucking shit that these Hollywood actors or actresses or singers are fucking, you know, some of the stupid shit they're doing. Like, like even like, okay, perfect example. The whole thing with Kid Rock. Who the fuck cares if he's drinking a Bud Light? I don't. He wants, no. he wants to stop his boycott? Go ahead. Doesn't mean everybody else is. And then fucking, in, you see in the news, oh, I guess the boycott's over. <laughs> Kid Rock wasn't the start of that. I, like, I know. The American I, people I, yeah. were the start of that. I, like, so, what the fuck? So that's going to wrap it up for New York City So uh, and the state of New York. So come on, people. Get the fuck out. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. That 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 that's the Monica one. Yeah. Where's, oh, where's, Come on. Where yeah. is it? Oh, here it is. I lost it. All aboard. Thank you, fellas. Of course, sir. And with that, you know we're jumping on the Trump train. My first one comes from Newsmax. My debate night got interview got 100 million views. And they actually, I pulled this article, you know, it was right after that, but the it was up to, the, like the next day it was up to like 250 million views. Former President Donald Trump said his independent interview with Tucker Carlson, which appeared on social media platform X on Wednesday night, had over 100 million views in less than four hours. By Thursday morning, that total increased to more than 154 million views, over 153,000 reposts, and more than 537,000 likes. And it continues to grow by the second. Trump did not attend the nationally broadcast Republican National Committee primary debate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but granted uh, Carlson an interview broadcast on X simultaneously, which I think they started like five minutes before. Eight GOP 2024 hopefuls took the stage at the at the Fiserv Forum in the first televised presidential race debate. During the, his interview, Trump said the discussion on the crazy forum would get better ratings than the debate and that he did uh, decided not to attend because of his massive lead in the polls. The polls have come out and I'm leading by 50 and 60 percentage points, Trump said. Do I sit there for and, one? And, and one of them has him up uh, by 70%. <laughs> Do I sit there for one or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and get harassed by people who shouldn't even be running for president? <laughs> uh, you know, that, that goes on. But, you know, like I said, I got a few articles uh, for this. If you want to read it, it's on Newsmax. I'll bring it into the next one. Donald Trump after Fulton County arrest. This is a travesty of justice. Former President Donald Trump spoke to reporters shortly after surrendering into custody and being booked by Fulton County Sheriff's Office. He declared that what was what has taken place here is a travesty of justice. I really believe this is a very sad day for America. This should never happen. You should never be able to challenge an. Uh, you should be able to challenge an election. The election was ra- was a rigged election. The stolen election. And I should have the right to do that, Trump told reporters. If you think about it, he really didn't do anything illegal. He's voicing his opinion on it. And yeah, he had people looking into it, but what the fuck are they doing? They're doing the same fucking thing. Uh, But goes on to say Trump was booked on his fourth indictment in five months on Thursday after Fulton County, Georgia grand jury handed down a 98-page, 41-count indictment against Trump and 18 others. God damn. But we've, co- we've covered that, so I'm going to move it into my next one from Breibart. New Hampshire Secretary of State weighs using 14th Amendment to keep Trump off the ballot. Wow. New Hampshire Secretary of State David Scanlon is consulting with the state attorney general to determine if the Constitution's 14th Amendment empowers him to keep former President Donald Trump off the 2024 presidential ballot. As Secretary of State, Scanlon oversees New Hampshire's first-in-the-nation presidential primary that will take place at the beginning of 2024. However, 
Scanlon has caught wind of scholars' recent event, uh, recent arguments that the 14th Amendment disqualification clause prohibits Trump from being on the presidential ballot. That disqualification argument boils down to Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment, which says that a public official is not eligible to assume public office if they engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or had given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, unless they are granted amnesty by a two-thirds vote of Congress. Trump holds a 20-point lead over his Republican challengers in New Hampshire, the latest Echelon Insights survey found. There's just more bullshit going on over there. Fulton County Democratic District Attorney Fannie Willis insisted that former President Donald Trump be processed like any other criminal suspect when he was booked into the county jail by the local sheriff's office on Thursday, and that included insisting he may, he take a mugshot. But it's possible Willis and her Democrats may be regretting that decision. An NBC columnist has written that Trump's allies saw the picture not as a liability, but as, as, as an asset. The kind of rallying cry that will help Trump lock up his party support and recapture the White House. And according to Mediate, Mediate, or whatever the fuck that is, within hours of the mugshot being released, Trump, uh, Trump's 2024 presidential campaign was fundraising off of it, including sales of merchandise like T-shirts, mugs, koozies, and bumper stickers. All of the items feature Trump's Never Surrender moniker, which he posted to X, formerly Twitter, in what became his first use of that platform since being unbanned last year following Elon Musk's purchase. Now, bringing it into my next one, Fox News. Trump's polls bump after every indictment because voters see him putting country before self. Former President Donald Trump's booking at Atlanta, Atlanta's notorious Rice Street jail did not have the intended effect Democrats were hoping for. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich suggested to Fox News. In an interview on Life, Liberty, and Levin, Gingrich, whose Cobb County district lies just northwest of where Trump turned himself in, said people in the Peach State and beyond are recognizing what the situation actually represents. Host Mark Levin, a former Reagan Justice Department chief of staff, noted the poll bumps, saying many Americans regard regardless of party, don't like how the criminal justice system is evolving during their Biden era or during the Biden era. I think that Trump is not a candidate. Trump is the leader of a movement, Gingrich replied. He is the personification of an establishment that is totally corrupt, destroying anything that gets in its way. It's very true, very true. And bringing it into my next one, Newsmax, Trump pack fundraises, on mugshot cannot break me. In a fundraising email, former President Donald Trump said he is unwavering, an unwavering challenger to the deep state that neither coercion nor monetary influence will su- uh, subdue his resolve. This did the, the deep state has finally met their match. They cannot break me, bully me, or buy me. He said in the email, the Trump, uh, the Trump Save America Joint Fundraising Committee, a collaborative fundraising entity established by Donald J. Trump for presidential uh, president 2024 Inc. and Save America is using the mugshot taken at the time of Trump's arrest for alleged interference in the 2020 presidential election to garner financial support. And that goes on, kind of repeats what one of the other other articles already says. Um, and then we have this little revelation over here from Breibart, 
New Hampshire Secretary of State backs down, not seeking to remove Trump from ballot. Wow, I wonder why. New Hampshire Secretary of State David Scanlon told NBC News on Monday that he is not seeking to remove any names from the Republican primary ballot after Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk urges supporters to call Scanlon's office following reports Scanlon was weighing using the 14th Amendment to keep former President Donald Trump off the ballot. On Friday, Scanlon met with New Hampshire attorney Brian Corky Mesner to discuss Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which says public officials are not eligible to hold office if they engage in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Scanlon openly flirted with the idea of keeping Trump off the ballot, telling the Boston Globe he would confer with New Hampshire's attorney general on the issue. Not being a lawyer and not wanting to make a decision in a vacuum, I will be soliciting some legal opinions on what is on what is appropriate or not uh, before I make my decision, Scanlon told The Globe. I have some in-house staff attorneys that are election experts. I will be asking the attorney general's office for their input, and ultimately, whatever is decided is probably going to require some judicial input. So you just did that for to get your fucking name out there, to get your picture out there, to get fucking, you know, a little statement out there or whatever. Because if if you were... If you really were seeking to, to do that, regardless of how many people called you, you should still be going towards that because you, you think that's the right thing to do. But because some people called you, you backed off, and I wonder why. But my next one is from MSN. Donald Trump declares he won't have any choice but to lock people up if he wins the 2024 election. Donald Trump confirms that he plans to lock people up if he wins the 2024 election. During a Tuesday, 20, uh, August 29th sit-down with Glenn Beck, the radio show host brought up Trump repeatedly calling to lock her up, referring to political rivalry Hillary Clinton throughout his 2016 campaign. <laughs> oh, she just keeps fucking popping up. It's disgusting. And when you became president, you said, we don't do that in America, Beck added. That's what they're doing. Do you regret your not locking her up? And if you're president again, will you lock people up? Uh, the answer is you have no choice because they're doing it to us, Trump replied. I always had such great respect for the office of, of the president. I never, I never hit Joe Biden as hard as I could have. The embattled former POTUS then blamed President Biden for his recent legal battles, claiming that every one of those indictments is him. You know, I don't think he's sharp enough to think about much, but he was there and he was probably one of the one giving the order. He continued, but he was, you know, hard to believe in that even think and that he even thinks about that because he's gone. I don't know if you know this, but he put his top person into the uh, into the office of the Manhattan District Attorney. They've been in total coordination with Fannie Willis, Trump alleged. Hmm, no shit. That the woman never that I never met that they accused me of rape is being run that's being run by a Democrat, a Democrat operative and paid for by the Democratic Party. Instead, he re- referencing E. Jean Carroll's a case against him, but these are sick people. These are evil people. And I'll bring it into the next one, which is from the Epic Times. Trump opened a Ramaswamy as vice president. I think he's great. And I really don't give a shit if I'm saying his name wrong. If you have a name like that, it comes with it. 
Former President Donald Trump on Tuesday raised GOP candidate Vivek Ramaswamy when he asked if he would consider the 30-year-old biotech engineer as a running mate. I think he's great, President, uh, President Trump told conservative the uh, talk show host Glenn Beck. Look, anybody that said that I'm, that's said I'm the best president in a generation, and he said it a couple of times, I have to like a guy like that. During an interview, President Trump openly discussed his thoughts on presidential candidacy of Mr. Ramaswamy, indicating his receptiveness to a youthful and comparatively unestablished candidate who could bring fresh perspective to Washington. President Trump considered the front runner for the GOP nomination, described Mr. Ramaswamy as smart, young, and got a lot of talent. When he asked about the possibility of a vice president, Ramaswamy, President Trump responded firmly saying, He's a very, very, very intelligent person. He's got good energy, and he could be some, uh, he could be some form of something. I tell you, I think I'd be, he'd be very good. I think he's very good. I think he's really distinguished himself. So that's a, a little interesting that, um, you know, might be a Trump Ramaswamy office. <laughs> but that shall conclude our ride on the Trump train. <clears throat> All right. Um, my next uh, batch of articles, I'm going to split up into threes because this is pretty much only what I'm going to be talking about the rest of the show. And it's uh, COVID's coming back, if you don't know this. I don't know if you listened to our last show, but um, if you haven't, this is a good, good, good time to be listening. Turn, turn up the volume right now, okay? Because we got 14, yeah, around 14 articles on this shit. Yeah. So we'll start off with this one from Newsmax. Everybody's favorite pedophile says everyone should get new COVID vaccine. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, that's the guy in the office, what, the White House right now. <clears throat> While on vacation in Lake Tahoe, which is under investigation. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have rented that property or something because it was too much money. Pedophile Joe Biden told reporters that he submitted an official request for congressional funding for development of new COVID-19 vaccine. I signed on, I signed off this. Uh, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to Congress, a request for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary and works. Oh, really? Biden said Friday afternoon, tentatively, not, deci not decided finally, it is recommended that everybody get it, no matter what they got before. So everybody that's got nine fucking boosters and, you know, they got the, uh, the initial one, the second one, the one for Omicron, the one for, I don't know, the list of Pokemon, um, you know, they'll be in the line for this one. Uh, Biden attempted to use the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, who has no weight in anything um, to enforce vaccine mandates for nearly all private sector workers in the United States in September, 2021 workers who declined the vaccine risk termination. Oh, really? 
The Associated Press reported at the time that Biden's COVID-19 action plan mandated all employers with more than 100 workers require them to be vaccinated or test for a virus weekly, affecting roughly 80 million Americans. The 17 million employees at healthcare facilities that receive federal uh, Medicare and Medicaid also were required to be fully vaccinated, according to the, a- the AP. Uh, pedophile Biden also signed an executive order mandate- mandating vaccination for federal workers and contractors with no option to test out. Thousands of U.S. military members and federal employees faced disciplinary action or were fired for refusing COVID-19 vaccine. In January 2022, the Supreme Court struck down Biden's vaccine mandate for large businesses while keeping the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers and facilities receiving federal funding. In early May, Biden ended, ended the requirement for most international travelers in the United States to be vaccinated against COVID-19 as a similar rules and federal employees and contractors. Then White House COVID-19 response coordinator told uh, reporters that U.S. uh, worker vaccine requirements led to more than 90% of the employees getting vaccinated. So 90% of your employees are going to die now. Um, So that one goes on about that, you know, so just just giving you some brief history if you didn't uh, remember what happened with the COVID-19 mandates and lockdowns and shit last time so there's a reminder right there okay so now we're gonna go over to abc news do they even give out real news anymore i don't know but we got this one school districts in kentucky and texas canceled classes amid surge of illness including covid19 You guys are fucking morons. Just weeks into the school year, districts in multiple states are canceling in-person classes for several weeks due to respiratory viruses, including COVID-19 among students and staff. So what the fuck did the the school departments do? Just go in and sprinkle a little COVID over here, a little COVID over here, and then be like, oh, maybe, maybe some of the kids will get this and this will be, you know, our push for more lockdowns. And for you... Uh, parents in Texas and Kentucky, I know we have listeners in Texas, so I don't know if this is in your school district, pull your fucking kid out of school and start homeschooling them. And if you're too stupid to fucking homeschool them, bring them to a private school. Cause I hear that's a lot of people's argument. Oh, well, nobody's smart enough to, f- yeah, I know the Democrats are not smart enough to do it because they just fucking sit there and they're like, Oh, government, what do I do? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll mutilate my kid and put a mask on him. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Funny. So that basically, this is this is just talking about how two school districts are already shutting down their fucking schools because of you know um, this fake illness. Um, now we're gonna bring it to the Epic Times. Do, uh, a doc, um, a doctor says Biden administration's push for everyone to get the new COVID vaccine is irresponsible. Oh man. Wow. This guy's going to lose his medical license. Yep. Uh, pedophile Joe Biden's comments that all Americans will likely be advised to get the new COVID vaccine as new variants spread through the country are irresponsible, according to Stanford University professor. Um, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to Congress to request additional funding, which we already talked about in the first article. And 
Since early July, COVID-19 hospitalizations are on the rise domestically with three new variants of the disease spreading across the country. The uptick has resulted in some businesses, schools, and hospitals reinstating masks. And it also has to do, has uh, a couple of those uh, like schools or businesses, they're now pulling back on the mask mandates because everybody's giving them the big fuck you. Good. And everybody should, sorry, I didn't mean to flip you off, but <laughs> I'm used to it. So, uh, <laughs> but that, that's the thing. If, if you got to start saying no, and if fucking somebody says, wants you to explain, be like, I don't have to explain shit. I said, no. And if they go, Oh, well, you're killing me not wearing that mask. Well, you're killing my, me and my family by fucking going along with whatever the fucking government dictates when there's proof out there saying that all this shit's a bunch of bullshit which I will get into. Uh, Multiple drug companies, including Pfizer, Novavax, and Moderna, have introduced new vaccines. Really? Wow. They they must have lost some money this year because they haven't had the vaccine out and pushing it on all these fucking morons that are wearing 17 masks, a face shield, fucking goggles. Windows are up. Got a winter, winter parker on. (laughs) <laughs> it's 95 degrees <laughs> out. Um, it, it never occurred to be, uh, never occurred to be me that American president would be the number one spokesman for the pharmaceutical company. But here we are. The doctor went on to say it's irresponsible to make this kind of public health advice for the entire American public in the absence of excellent uh, random randomized trialed evidence, which is has not been produced by the pharmaceutical companies, he added. The FDA, the Food Drug Drug Administration, never asked for them to produce them. The doctor went on to say, referring to the vaccines targeting the new COVID variants. The standard professor um, said that the authorities are incorrectly treating COVID booster shots, just like flu vaccine, that you just update it from year to year. So this one's going to go on. It's a little more lengthy. If you're into wanting to know more about what this doctor says before he loses his medical license, um, check out the Epic Times. And um, he, it's Dr. J. His last name His last name's there, but I'm not going to attempt it because I'm going to butcher the fuck out of that last name. <laughs> um, so get, give, it a, give it a read. You know, This is what's going on right now. And I've been talking to people you know, in passing, and they have no idea that this is coming down the pipeline. And so definitely share this episode with people. And I'm not trying to push sharing our show, but this is a message that needs to get out there because some people don't even know that this is going on. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty sad. Yeah, but so you, you can jump into whatever the hell you got. All right, I got a couple that go together here from the Washington Examiner School Kicks 12-year-old out of class for... Don't tread on me, Patch. Oh, wow. Oi. Hey, that's what that is. We're going to get kicked out of here. <laughs> a 12-year-old Colorado boy remove, was removed from his class due to a patch on his backpack that showed the Gadsden, uh, Gadsden flag. Reading Don't Tread on Me, the Gadsden flag has its roots in Benjamin Franklin's Join or Die cartoon, which features a snake and calls for colonial unity. It was introduced in 1775 as a flag for the Continental Navy. 
It has served as a symbol of national strength, but officials at the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs took the young student out of class because they argued the flag has origins in slavery. Because everything comes back to slavery. Oh, does it? Yeah, I guess so. You know, why not? I'm pretty sure the revolutionary period of this country wasn't even close to the slavery period in this country. Well, how we were we were taught, yeah. But they'll probably, you know, try and shrink that down so it all just melts together. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the 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 civil uh, the Revolutionary War just fell right into the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the school's attempts to have the boy remove the patch and return to class, neither he nor his mother gave any ground toward the school's persistence, which is fucking amazing. I love it, and there's a video of it. Um, yeah, they had they have it on on here. So it I would encourage you to go see it. Uh go watch the video. It's like two minutes long. Um, but this kid just he he comes, he's dressed in a nice button-down shirt, nice, nice pants, and sits there like he's an adult and like he's in in with the meeting, not just at the meeting. So that I thought that was pretty cool. The exchange between the boy and his mother and school officials was captured and posted social to social media. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? The mother asked. That's a histor- that's a historical flag. The reason that they don't want the flag, the reason that they do the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we we do not want the flag is due to its origins with slavery and slave trade. School officials responded. And well, those, lady, those school officials shouldn't even be in a fucking school if you don't even know that this flag's from the revolutionary period and that the slave period was near the Civil War. I mean, maybe this flag was flown during the Civil War, but it's because don't tread on me. You know, yep. you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It doesn't say buy slaves on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it goes on to say the the mother questioned if the two were talking about the same flag and that the Vanguard school official what consequences her son would face if he did not take off the patch. The mother stressed how upset she already was that the 12-year-old student was missing so much school, but the school insisted he could not return to class if his bag had the patch on it. We can't have that in our in and around other kids, she said. And if you watch the video, the lady is like stumbling. She's she's so pissed off, but she's trying to keep keep it together, which is kind of the theme of the far left. The mother continued to explain how gas, the Gadsden flag has nothing to do with slavery. Maybe you're thinking of like the Confederate flag, she asked. She's only there to enforce district policy, the official maintained, before, the mother to, uh, before telling the mother how she has every right not to agree with it because the ACLU has says that he's allowed to wear that, the mother responded. If you go on their website, it says it in big letters. Unless there's like a ban on patches, period. Like if you said, there's no patches allowed at the school. You cannot display what you think or anything that like that. I think it's like one-sided. Other kids have patches, her son added. The mother described the origin of the flag and encouraged the official to visit the American Civil Liberties Union page. And I guarantee you she didn't. <laughs> But it goes on from there. I'll bring it into my next one, which is from MSN. A high school student refuses order from school to remove the American flag from his truck. American flag. That's right, America. (laughs) 
A high school student in Virginia said he defied his high school after administrators told him to remove the flag from, oh, flags from his truck. The Sacramento Bee reported Christopher Heartless. Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> Fitting last name. Said he was told to take down the flags because they were, they were a distraction, but he refused, saying he was exercising his First Amendment rights, which he was. My family fought for the for America, and I feel like it should be able to re- represent the flag that they thought, fought for, Heartless told WSET. In a message in its Parent Weekly update, the letter, uh, the school said it wanted to clarify some incorrect information posted on several social media websites. The BCPS Code of Student Conduct prohibits attire that has language or images that are offensive, profane, vulgar, discriminatory, discriminatory, or racially slash culturally divisive. This would include include Confederate flags, swastikas, KKK references, or any other images that might reasonably be considered hurtful or intimidating to others, the letter says. It does not include... Uh, wearing clothing with American flag logos or prints on attire. This attire is allowed. Really? So you're saying that the American flag is either offensive, profane, vulgar, discriminatory, uh, discriminatory, or racially or culturally divisive? And in fucking having it... Had, we got two racist flags on the wall. We're fucked. Bro, uh, <laughs> if someone looks in there, if someone watches the videos, we're fucked. We have both banned flags right here. I love both these flags. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, regar- regarding flags on cars, the student parking contract, which has been used by all three of our high schools for many years, states large flags or banners are not allowed to be flown or displayed on vehicles due to their distractive nature. What the fuck is it distractive? But the rules doesn't make uh, sense to Heartless. I don't understand how it's a distraction if they have one displaying in the front of the school where everyone can see it. Well, it wouldn't be distracted if they would fucking just have the flag back in the classrooms. Like when we were uh, going to school, I mean, yep. I, I know that was way, way back in the day for you, but yeah, they, de- they definitely had the American flag in, in the school classrooms when you were going to school. Yeah, they did back in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, his parents said that they will move forward with homeschooling. So there you go. Great. Someone fucking. Yeah, great. There we go. There we go. But that'll do it for those couple articles. Okay. My next grouping from this, this COVID nonsense, the gateway pundit return of COVID restrictions. Instead of complying, here's one way to get prepared. Okay. No masks. There you go. Okay. No, uh, we know that COVID numbers are actually on the rise again, in part due to the American government's absolutely uh, disastrous vaccine policy. Uh, as Dr. Peter uh, Peter McG- McCullen wrote um, wrote this week, there is no doubt we are we are starting another outbreak of COVID-19. That this time Omicron variants EG.5 and FL.1.5.1 taking the lead in proportions. Oh no, FL.1.5.1 is on the loose. <laughs> Somebody go get it. <laughs> the doctor warns that the surge 
could last three to six months as we learned time and time again during the pandemic, our government will use any increase of COVID numbers as a justification to force masks, lockdowns, and vaccine passports on the American public. Will this new surge lead to another round of masks or lockdowns? Only if we allow it. And trust me, I don't think we're allowing it this time. Conservatives are also... Conservatives all across social media are urging patriots to not comply if restrictions return. These voices are absolutely correct. We need to stand strong and refuse to go along with these uh, violations of our basic freedoms. Um, There are more... There is more that we can do, however. We can be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company, they're courageous doctors like... um, uh, Peter McCollin and Jim, Jim Thorpe are regularly in the media speaking out against broken medical establishments. Um, so the wellness company and doctors are medical professionals. You can trust in new medical emergency kits. So, uh, this one goes on. They're going to, uh, in this article, talk about the medical emergency kits because you know, why it's not, it's not that bad of an idea. You know, it sounds like you uh, get the kit. You can reach out to this group of doctors and they'll tell you how to um, use your kit with the um, prescriptions, not prescriptions, um, the, uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. When you get sick, you get prescribed uh, medication. Uh, what is it? Which medication? Like amoxicillin and all that crap. Yeah. All right. Well, you're get, you'll have these medications and you'll be able to take uh, reach out to the doctor and they'll tell you what to do. So, because, you know, last time when we had these uh, fucking lockdowns and restrictions, you weren't really allowed in the doctor's office. No. Okay, so this is a good one for everybody thinking about wearing a mask. NIH study suggests N95 masks may expose wearers to toxic Toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. The intense propaganda used to coerce you to wear a mask is not based on science. It is a pure political power play designed to force you and your children into submission. Yes, it is. And they are preparing to force you to mask up again. No, they're not. In April, the Gateway Pundit reported on a German study that reveals that using a face mask during pregnancy may increase the chance of a stillbirth, testicular dysfunction, and cognitive decline in children. Now a study from researchers at Jeonbunk uh, National University in South Korea. Oh, man. Hopefully the little guy doesn't know South Korea's. Doing, doing these studies released in April and quietly being reshared suggests the gold standard surgically in surgical N95 mask may expose users to dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. Um, the study looked at two types of disposable medical grade masks and several reusable cotton masks. The Daily Mail reports the study found that chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxins and, uh, Toxic organic compounds. Inhaling the the um, the organic comp- compounds has uh, been linked to health issues like headaches and nausea. While prolonged, uh, prolonged and reported, uh, repeated has been linked to organ damage and even cancer. 
Okay, so you can go on, there's charts on this and, you know, a little more to the article. This one is at the Gateway Pundit. And actually the last one was from the Gateway Pundit too. So if you want to check, just go over to the Gateway Pundit and check these both out. Um, this one's about the COVID-19 masks. And now the last one I'm going to get to, not the last one of this little COVID section, but the last one before I hand it back to MJ is from the Gateway Pundit. CDC reports new, new COVID variant found in the U.S. wastewater. What? <laughs> what? We told you it was shitty. <laughs> I know. Hey, you know what? Let, let's put it in the wastewater. And, you know, that, that's how we're going to re-release it in, uh, to the American public. Okay? Yeah. So, the CDC, in a new report, has indicated that a recent sample of U.S. wastewater tested positive for the new COVID variant. The National Wastewater Surveillance System has reported that it detected a new COVID uh, virus variant, VA.2.86. Wait, what? Now we got three variants out there? And one of... Their latest water, uh, wastewater samples. That's awesome. They got three variants out there. Man, they're really trying to scare the shit out of American people. Right. But you, but you guys sound like fucking morons because uh, all you're showing is that this thing just keeps evolving. So you know what? Just live your life. Yeah. We've, li- we've lived our life with all these other variants. Yeah, it constantly evolves. Yeah. So, I mean, stop you're, putting you're, these fucking chemicals in your yeah, goddamn body. I know. The, your immune system is going to figure it out. And if it doesn't, then it was your time. The finding by the NWSS comes around the same time the Biden administration has been stocking up on COVID-19 equipment. Oh, wee-wee. The CDC uh, did not give details where the positive wastewater sample had been collected, but said it was part of a routine monitoring through the National Wastewater Surveillance System. Oh, sure oh, it was. Wow, wow. Okay. So that that's uh that's gonna wrap it up for me. Uh we're gonna come back to COVID in a minute, but I know MJ's got some other articles we need to get out to you listeners. Yes. So you can share with all your friends and family. So my next one's from OAN. Biden administration looks into new alcohol restrictions. What the fuck? <laughs> it's even funnier because you don't even drink. <laughs> <laughs> Director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, or NIAAA, George Koob, has reported that officials could soon tell Americans to limit... Um, soon tell Americans to limit to only two drinks per week. On Thursday, Koob announced that United States could potentially follow Canada's footsteps on establishing alcohol guidelines and placing restrictions on alcohol consumption. In Canada, the Center on Substance Abuse and Addiction recommends that their residents have no more than two drinks per week, regardless of the gender. However, in the United States, uh, the Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that men limit to two drinks per day and women to one drink per day. Koob has been under fire with other health officials after his statement. In a statement to the National Desk, TND, here we go again with the fucking three little agencies, Distilled Spirits Council Vice President of Science and Health Amanda Berger, or Berger, called the possibility, possibility extremely alarming and inappropriate. Yeah, because you like your drinks. That's why. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do too. I wouldn't abide by this. I'd be the fucker in the woods making my own shit. The NIAAA has reportedly defined heavy drinking for men as those who have more than four drinks per day or 14 drinks per week. For women, heavy drinking is defined as more than three drinks on any given day or seven drinks per week. Reportedly, U.S. alcohol consumption guidelines are under review but cannot be updated until 2025. And that is the end of that article, so I'll bring it over to my next one, which is from the conservative brief. Biden's administration alcohol czar hints limiting beer consumption. President Joe Biden's administration is considering a controversial policy that change that could see Americans having beer consumption recommended recommendations severely severely limited. And, you know, this is this just goes on uh, basically from what I said in the other article, but it's just it's showing you from that there is another place reporting on it. So it's not fake news. So <laughs> that'll do it for for those. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll say good luck with that. Um, your recommendations, you can rec- recommend whatever the fuck you want. People are still going to drink. People are still going to buy alcohol. And if, and if people actually felt followed in line with this, it would be worse than the Bud Light fucking bullshit that's going on. You'd be, people would be losing, um, they'd be losing their jobs. Um, there'd be anarchy in the streets, <laughs> but that'll do it for that. So, so many people are dependent on alcohol. Yeah, they are. But that, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to, um, and that's why you got to have some personal uh, standards in your life and start, you know, doing things that better your life and stop, you know, relying on alcohol so much because they know alcohol is so addictive in this country. And what do they want to do? They want to drive people to fucking pretty much insanity. Yeah. yeah. People, people start acting wicked weird if they uh, haven't drank in a while, but that, you know, that's them being alcoholics, but right. Okay. My next one, uh, getting back to this COVID shit, the Epic times fear porn, Dr. Malone criticizes possible COVID-19 lockdowns. Wow. Another doctor, Dr. Robert Malone, a key contributor to the mRNA vaccine uh, technology, criticized the possibility of pandemic restrictions being reimposed, insisting that there was no evidence supporting the implementation of such measures. measures. I personally believe that this is just uh, more fear porn. It's not justified, Dr. Malone said in an interview with Just the News media outlet. One of MJ's favorites. The uh, lockdown measures were illegal in the first place in terms of breaching the fundamental freedoms. We pointed out there's absolutely no evidence that there is going to be the need to reimpose the lockdowns. We're being uh, pummeled with fear about extinction uh, level events. Dr. Malone said while listing human uh, induced climate change, infectious disease, carbon-based ba- energy, and fear of nuclear war as examples. He's right. They're using all of those to scare the shit out of people. Yep. Okay. So if you want to go on and, you know, check this one out, it goes on a little more. It's at Epic Times. It's the opinion of yet another doctor speaking out against this. And that, you know, that's good. That's what we need. 
Exactly. Okay, my next one is the Epic Times exclusive whistleblower who disclosed myocarditis spike in military after COVID-19 vaccine rollout goes public. So this this is going to be an interesting one. Um, A service member who earlier this year blew the whistle and disclosed data from the Pentagon medical database showing a spike in the rate of myocarditis in the military in 2021 after a rollout of COVID-19 vaccines is going public. The whistleblower is active duty Navy medical service corps officer, Lieutenant Ted Mace or Meese. Uh, He has also revealed new data showing a substantial rise in accidents, assaults, self-harm, and suicide attempts in the military in 2021 compared to the average from 2016 to 2021. This includes uh, a 147% increase in intentional self-harm incidents among several members and 828% increases in injuries and assaults. The lieutenant told Epic Times he began keeping an eye on a defense medical database when another whistleblower altered him to raise in health-related incidents in winter of 2021 and 2022. The defense medical um, uh, database is a um, depository depository of all diagnoses uh, recorded using international class disease, uh, classification of disease codes. When the active service member is uh, seen on the off base by military or civilian provider, the database doesn't include any personal inflated information of the service members. In January, the lieutenant, uh, the lieutenant and his wife traveled to Washington with a report of data that collected that he collected from DMED. So, if you want to go on and check this one out, this one's from the Epic Times. This is about a uh, Navy lieutenant blowing the whistle on the problems with uh, what's going on with uh, the vaccinated uh, service members. So my next one is... Uh, from the Epic Times, election variant. Citizens push back against mask mandates. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So, um, Americans are raising their voices against mask mandates re- reintroduced by some institutions amid reports of rising COVID-19 cases with some people calling recent infections an election variant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it makes sense because it's uh right around election season. Yep. All the variants come out. Yep. On August 20th, Morris Brown College announced in an Instagram post that institution is reinstating COVID-19 mass mandate affected immediately due to reports of infections among students in the Atlanta University Center. All students and employees are mandated to wear face masks for a period uh, a 14-day period with students required to observe physical distancing. Um, Hollywood studio Lionsgate sent a memo asking employees to use uh, to wear masks after some workers were infected with COVID-19. Wow. Employees must wear massive uh, medical-grade face masks covering uh, sur- uh, surgical masks, KN95 or N95 
when indoors, except when alone in an office and uh, the doors close, actively eating, actively drinking at their desk or workstation, or if they, um, so basically the same shit that's been going on. But this one's going to be a little more about, um, you know, them, uh, the people being uh, against it, you know, and that that's what needs to happen in this country. We need to be against it. We got the uh, majority and, um, you know, we're the ones that are going to make this mandate happen again or not happen. Yeah. Right. So hand it off to you. Cause we're, we're getting close to the end of the COVID minute. All right. <laughs> so my next one's from Brybar, Chicago, Chicago teacher found with boy at airport charged with trying to make child porn. There we go. Just another fucking article. Every fucking week we have a teacher involved somehow sexually with a child. If you, if you need any more reason to fucking homeschool your, your kid or, just basically get them out of the fucking public school system. I mean, I, I don't know what else to fucking tell you. Every week. And these ki- these poor kids are going to grow up all fucked up because of these sick fucks. Officials charged with uh, a Chicago oh private school teacher with attempted production of child pornography once he was caught with a teenage boy in Florida on June 29th. Emilio Amato. Yeah. Some, some last name, was found at Miami International Airport accompanied by a 17-year-old boy from Argentina after driving from Buenos Aires. Fox 32 reported Saturday, noting the minor told officials uh, that the teacher was teaching him English. The boy also said he was staying with the suspect for a few weeks in, in America to continue his education, the article stated. The boy allegedly told investigators that the teacher asked him to sleep in the same bed while in Argentina, but that the boy refused. In search of the teacher's phone, also showed sexual comments and photos it had been sent from uh, to and from a different boy who was identified as being a sixteen as being sixteen years old. Once the teacher was asked to reach uh, the reason he kept communi- communicating with the alleged sixteen year old, he claimed he was thinking with his butt at the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay, back to the COVID minute. Uh, The Epic Times, recent mask mandates lifted amid pushback. So this one kind of goes with the last article I did. Um, In Santa Rosa, California, on August 24th, reversed a recent policy that would require masks in its hospital after it reinstated the mandate days before. The Hollywood studio also said it would uh, do away with the mandate. Officials from the hospital system told Santa Rosa Press Democrat that the mask policy applies only to staff, not patients. It said that it is strongly encouraging masks for patients, members, and visitors in the hospital and medical offices in Santa Rosa service area in response to the latest increase in COVID-19 cases. Um, so this is just going on about the hospitals in Santa Rosa that are, you know, the the pushback for the masks and there needs to be a pushback from everybody across the country. This one's from Epic Times, so you can check that one out. I'm not really going to go into these too thoroughly because it's going to be a lot of a lot of repeating. But this next one is from Newsmax. So while we while pedophile Biden's ramping up the COVID shit, China ends COVID 
test requirement for incoming travelers. This is a Newsmax article. And I only brought this uh, to everybody's attention because, you know, China will no longer require COVID-19 test result uh, from incoming travelers starting Wednesday. So they're taking down their COVID restrictions while the United States is ramping them up. Um, This is a milestone towards ending the uh, virus restrictions imposed on China since 2020. So why is China ending their restrictions, but the United States is ramping them back up? I don't know, because there's an election. Uh, They want control because they need globalism. Um, You know, they, they they didn't exactly get what they wanted with the last test. Right. Why do you think Bill Gates came out and said this next variant, everybody's going to find out? Dude, whatever. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Exactly. There's been deaths in my family. There's been deaths in everybody's family. Everybody, Everybody's going to deal with it one day. Yeah, they are. Some It's earlier for others. So it is what it is. You guys aren't controlling anybody. This next one's from the Epic times cdc quietly removes covid19 vaccine adverse events collection from website why (laughs) why would you do that the u.s centers uh for disease control and prevention the cdc has halted the collection of covid19 vaccine adverse events reports through the agency's vsafe page even after millions of americans have reported such events the cdc is a bunch of fucking morons We already know what the vaccines do. They cause fucking heart issues. Young people have died from heart issues. They're pulling blood clots out of people that are younger than me and you, MJ. And fucking why? Because they got fucking 19 fucking booster shots because the U.S. government told them to. Yeah. It's out there. The CDC, nobody, nobody's going to the CDC to be like, oh, is there any adverse effects from the COVID-19? All you got to do is look around, people. Yep. So enough with that fucking stupid ass article. But I just <laughs> wanted to bring it to your attention that the CDC is so fucking stupid and the employees are there are a bunch of fucking morons that they're like, oh, let's get rid of the adverse effects section from the vaccines on our website. And then you know what? Everybody will go get the vaccine. We're so smart. <laughs> That's what they think. <laughs> I know that, that that is what they think. They're like, yeah, solve the problem there, uh, pedophile Joe. Um, this one's from the Epic Times as well. Never going back. Governor refuses to implement COVID mask mandates. Hell yeah. Amid, amid chatter, the possible return of COVID-19 mask mandates, at least one governor with a, a fucking set of nuts said that they will uh, not return to his state under any circumstance. Nice. Mississippians will not and should not submit to fear again. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, a Republican, said in a recent statement, in the early days of COVID, there was understandable uncertainty. Yes. Uh, We did not uh, yet know what we were facing. As months unfolded, it became clear that the, there were two pandemics, a disease that is easy to spread and deadly for many vulnerable people and a pandemic of fear stoked by ec- the expert class to demand total um, annihilation. Sub- Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
So if you want to, if you want to continue to read that one from the Epic Times, it goes on about how the um, Mississippi governor says hell no to the mandates. It's not happening in his fucking state. Good. And uh, got one more, but we'll get we'll let MJ get into another one. All right. So my next one's from Newsmax. Biden says. White supremacy has no place in the U.S. Well, then he better put away his fucking costume. President Joe wow. Biden came. <laughs> President Joe Biden came out Sunday to forcefully condemn the Jacksonville, Florida mass shooting of three black people by a white man. There you go, race. Who authorities say left behind a suicide note, a will, and writings with ra- racist material. I guess he was racist. We must say clearly and forcefully. Forcefully. That white supremacy has no place in America, President Joe Biden said in a statement Sunday. We must refuse to live in a country where black families go into the store or black students go into school, live in fear of being gunned down because of the color of their skin. A 21-year-old man fatally shot three black people in Florida with guns he bought legally despite once being involuntary committed for a mental health exam, the local sheriff said on Sunday. Ryan Palmetta, Palmetta, one of uh, shot one of his victims as he, she sat in her car outside a Jacksonville store. Another just shot just after he entered the store. And the third minutes later, Jacksonville's sheriff said, Palmetto used an AR-15 sem- semi-automatic rifle and a Glock handgun in the shooting. Sheriff TK Waters said at, the, at a news conference, Palmetto had legally purchased his guns even though he had been involuntarily committed for a mental health examination in 2017. Palmetto killed himself after killing the three victims. Waters identified those shot in Saturday's attack as a Dollar General at a Dollar General as Angela Michelle Carr, 52, who was not who was shot in her car. Store employee AJ Laguerra, 19, who was shot as he tried to flee. And customer Gerald Galleon, 29, who was shot as he entered the store in a predominantly black neighborhood. Um, and, you know. Like we've said on on multiple um, podcasts, no matter what you do with gun regulations um, or with racism or anything like that, it's always going to be there. It's been racism and anything along those lines. It's been around since the dawn of time. You're not going to get rid of it, but it's not. We don't we don't have to accept it, but you have to wrap your mind around the fact that you're never whatever regulations you're going to put out there or, or whatever you're never going to eradicate it. It's not going to happen. The same thing with firearms. You can get them legally or illegally. And I don't think that we've covered a shooting where something like this had happened where the guy actually bought it legally. I think this is the first one. So it just goes to show that it's the person behind the gun, not the gun well, killing. No, a lot of them, they, they go um, purchase the gun legally. It's just... Um, you they're what's happening is these these people are lying on their fucking um uh background check saying they don't have any mental problems or you know because they they have a section when you fill out your background check have you been feeling this way or you know they in so they're just lying yeah yeah but that'll do it for that article okay my last one on covid this one's for all you parents out there that are thinking about vac- uh vaccinating your kids Pfizer's covid vaccine causes uh, dads in children study proves 
Um, with COVID-19 uh, vaccines and suffering from all sorts of unrelated illnesses afterwards, I know young individuals who, after a mandated COVID vaccine, had all sorts of bacterial illnesses that ne- they had never seen before. And this one's from uh, iGrow's new le- newsletter. It's I-G-O-R apostrophe S. So you can find this one if you're, you know, you have a kid that's vaccinated. Uh, finally, we have a scientific confirmation that vaccination against COVID-19 causes a marked dec- decrease in immunity to um, pathogens such as viruses, bacteria, and fungi. This decreased immunity to our pathogens um, is what people refer to as VADS, a vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Okay, and this is pretty sad because this has to do with kids that are um, the study from five to eleven, and um, you know this is a pretty lengthy article, but I wanted to bring it to our listeners' attention because there are charts and pictures that you should go check out um, and read this article if you have a kid or you have know somebody with a kid that's vaccinated because there's you know. Uh, little boy on here he's got all kinds of breakout on his face that is not like acne it's uh something to do with his immune system not being able to fight off some type of bacterial infection that's on his face but um go check that one out um and you know you know i'd love to dive into these uh covid articles a little more for you guys but you know you guys gotta go out there and uh fucking search this shit yourself because if i can find 14 very easily articles uh you guys can too it just takes a little digging because uh your mainstream media is not fucking putting this out there yeah no no not at all so that's gonna wrap it up for the uh covid shit you got anything else uh just a quick thing just a quick thing this one's from bribart Biden administration's green energy standards for ceiling fans could put 30% of manufacturers out of business. Fucking stupid. Another thing. First it was gas stoves, then water heaters. Now the Biden administration is coming from after ceiling fans in its request for energy, energy efficient and environmentally friendly household appliances. And you have to read through the bullshit with, with these uh, restrictions and shit that they're trying to enforce is because they know that the power grid cannot handle the EV market that they're pushing. And so what they're going to do is push it out on, on us that we either don't have these um, heating fans and, and heating fans, ceiling fans um, and all this other shit to be more energy efficient when it's not us that should have been doing anything with it. It's the fucking electric company upgrading the grid, modifying the grid, whatever the fuck it has to do. So that the EVs can actually have, have a market and not fucking draw back on the on the on the uh on the grid the department of energy released new guidelines for ceiling fans which the agency says will save households 39 dollars over the lifespan of each ceiling fan in their home yeah 39 bucks but it will cost manufacturers 86.6 million dollars a year (laughs) fox news reported these new green fans are expected to uh cost custom uh consumers $10 $10 more than traditional models. So there you go. And it, it goes on with stupid fucking shit. Um, but there, there's the government restrict, trying to restrict us from uh, living our lives. And 
we've been saying it for, for fucking, I think since the beginning we started this podcast that the United States is no longer free. That's a, that's a fucking, it's like a old wives tale or whatever. Wives tale. Yeah. All right. Well, um, the world is pretty fucked up right now. Um, we, we'd love to talk about more articles, but we only got so much time. Um, it's getting pretty ridiculous out there. And, you know, we hope the people that do listen to the show are sharing it. And we hope that you are seeing what the hell is actually out there and what this government's trying to do and what the world's world uh, globalists are trying to do and all that fun shit. So uh, keep your head on a swivel and uh, keep listening up to what's going on because I don't think it's going to get any better as we get closer to these elections. Yeah, no, it's so, going to get worse. Um, we're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, if it's your first time listening or watching, you know, get subscribe to the show, um, like it, comment, share the show. We'd appreciate it. The message needs to get out there. If you don't, uh, if you don't like the way we're delivering the message, I don't know what the hell to tell you. Okay. Because this is what we're doing. We're delivering the message. It needs to get out there and maybe you don't like the way we do it, but oh, well, um, not that I'm hearing any complaints about that, but some people might. And, uh, I don't give a fuck. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads. Oh, it's not Twitter. It's X at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. That's for all three. We are on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are on rumble because fuck YouTube. Uh, the realist uncensored one word. You can also email us at the realist uncensored at Gmail. Dot com that could be with show ideas um unwraps articles which we do get articles from people um haven't haven't lately but hey you know what it's busy busy you know we're we're getting we're getting uh what we can say so, and actually we did get uh recently we did get an article uh after recording and um uh we 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 are we had already covered that one so I did let that person know that it would be in the show so it is good. We are still getting some people interacting with the show. Um, but we would like more. Um, episodes will be dropping Wednesday and Friday. So be on the lookout for those. And be on the lookout for uh, MJ and Monica's uh, Vaulted Message Mondays. Is Monica ever going to be on the show? No, no. She's she's shy. She can't, she can't be on the show. Okay. And if you want to know more about Monica, you can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com and we'll explain. Um, I don't know if, uh, MJ really wants to talk about Monica any further on the show. <laughs> it's a private matter, <laughs> but he's willing to share through email. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know, <laughs> but that's going to wrap it up and the ne next week or so, you're going to start seeing more of this COVID shit. And we, we told you, starting in August, we told you. So fucking say no. Stand up. For you guys, grab that set of nuts between your legs and fucking say no. Or you might as well just chop them off if you're not fucking saying anything. <laughs>